0: Stansfield good turn
2: away from
1: Trott, goal!
3: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Glovers Cast. We're pretty sure that this is this could well be a record in terms of the shortest um, podcast that we do because um you guys haven't really given us too many questions that we're going to uh, have to answer about a 1-0 home defeat to Bromley and one or two other things that might have happened. Uh, one man who, like myself, was watching on the stream is a Mr Ben Barrett. Good evening. Good evening to you, sir. And one man who was watching from the John Lukens press box was Mr Ian Perkins.
0: Hello there, how are we doing? You,
3: you got a slightly more showbiz intro there, because um, you're a bit more showbiz. Is he? Well, I don't know. I'm, oh, I'm, is, I'm is that, are we going to start? Yeah, we're going with it. He's more showbiz than me as well, so I like think you're both more showbiz than I am, so...
0: I don't know. I reckon you've got a touch of the show, you, Dave.
3: You think that's what it is? I think that might be the melt-in-the-middle chocolate pudding that I ate before I came on air. Um, so, yeah. That's Twice you've told us about that now, Dave. I know, I know, yeah. It's coursing <laughs> through my veins. I can feel the uh, yeah cocoa goodness going through me. Brilliant. Yeah. So, anyway, did uh, did everyone have a good Saturday afternoon? No. No, me neither. Ian, how was your Saturday afternoon? <laughs>
0: uh yeah it was great it was a
1: ian's was finally got paid to be
3: there <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah
1: i yeah. can't get my nine pound 50 back he got paid wow.
0: yeah. i was thoroughly entertained um yeah it started brilliant and just yeah. got better
3: and just got better as the day went on well i have to say um when i was uh i was talking to uh well uh exchanging messages with people walking in the ground. It did start all right, because it was like everyone was, there was lots of people there, and it was like, oh, this could be a good day. This could be a good day. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. There was
0: loads of people there.
3: Yeah, loads <laughs> um, of
0: people there. You know, there was people, it's been a long time since there's been plenty of people sort of milling around pitch side. Yeah. You know, the sun, the sun was out for a little bit. It, yeah, it was quite a, a positive atmosphere. And then the football started.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, if we go back to the, the team, yeah, because okay. obviously when we, when we last spoke on um, on Thursday, we just had the additions of, we'd had Callum Harriet, we'd had Xander Ziziba, um, yeah. who, uh, so Harriet started, Ziba was on the bench, along with Rio Griffiths, who obviously has played a little bit for us, and, and Scott Pollock. Now, yeah. these were all people that when, when we spoke on Thursday, Mark Cooper had poured cold water on their ability to be um, uh, to be to be starting games. So, how surprised on the one out of seven scale were you to see Callum Harrier in the starting eleven?
0: Um, when you looked at what we had on the bench and the system we play in, I was probably about a four out of
3: seven. Okay, so average surprise. Yeah, yeah, S- yeah. you were head. like the middle emoji. You weren't like full shock eyebrows up or anything like that. Yeah. You were, you were just a bit. Oh.
2: Okay,
1: yeah.
3: Were you surprised, Ben? Um,
1: no, hmm. maybe less surprised. Maybe a three. A three because surprise. He was, he was brought in to be part of this running. And whilst yep. I thought he probably didn't have ninety minutes in him, I think it was perfectly respectable. Uh, perfectly reasonable to think he probably had an hour in him and then substitute him off for another attacking option once we were 3-0 up and, and cruising to a, a nice, easy home win. <laughs> That's that what you were expecting.
3: I
0: thought. was surprised to see Miguel Freculton in, um, yes. <laughs> in the middle of the park. Um, yes. I, yeah, I he's sort of only really been mooted as a defender. And he looked like a defender.
3: I was going to say, from the opening exchanges, it became very clear that he was indeed a defender. <laughs>
0: yeah, he looked like a defender playing in midfield. And I know we've got like six million questions. And one of those was, were you surprised to see Freckleton in midfield? rather? Oh,
3: take than- that, that one off. Yes, we get were it. surprised. Yeah? <laughs>
0: Let's get it out of the way. Yeah, um, I was surprised, but I think Staunton gives us so much at the back that. I think we, I think to take him out of that position, it was—I mean, it was disastrous anyway. But it could have been even more disastrous with with him not there. In my view, I think, you know, he's carrying injuries; he's playing through pain. Do we carrying really, the team, do we really need to put him in centre midfield, where he's going to get a bit more of a battering?
1: And I think it's also worth noting that the other realistic option was to put Freckleton at the back as part of a three. Which would have taken us back to wing backs, and actually, I think this was a a note of we aren't going to be doing that anymore. We aren't no, we're not going to go for the three. We could have put could have put Max Hunt in there and played a three five two.
0: Well, I suppose we did in the second half.
1: We we did in the second half because it became quite clear, quite obvious that it wasn't really going to work with Freckleton in midfield. But we are missing every midfielder we have that isn't Charlie Cooper.
0: You okay, Dave?
3: Okay. When, when Ben said wingbacks, Ian just took a little drink and then he went as if he was going to boo down the microphone and then it was almost like you thought better of it. It really <laughs> amused me. It did. Yeah. And all, all day I've been thinking bluish issue. That's all I've been thinking all day. i the, these little things that I get I get Glover's cast like uh yeah, memories um they 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 make me chuckle so I apologize. Fine. Please 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 carry on with the central point to, you were making. I thought
0: you were gonna have something important to
1: say but...
3: No, not at all. No, no. I,
1: I want to know more about this chocolate pudding because it is it is working.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it is working, yeah. Couple of scoops it? of ice cream in there as well. A
1: couple of scoops of ice cream. with yeah. laced with like marijuana or something.
3: <laughs> wow. Well, and coke, coco coke, 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 coke in it, yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, good. Mm-mm. Good. Um yes, surprised to see freckles in the midfield.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um where were we before we went back to chocolate pudding?
3: <laughs> <laughs> so so there was a good crowd in and, and and the one thing that I noticed was mentioned pretty much um was that if we could reignite the kind of energy that there was in the stadium last time we had a decent crowd in against Eastley, then we would be off to off to, to a flyer. Now, if I remember rightly, the very first move of the, uh, of the Eastley game was us. Something we'd worked on in training, going for, going for an attack and, and, and doing all right with it. And that lifted the crowd and, 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 and it went from there. It seemed to be the other way around in as much as Bromley were very much the ones who were on the uh, front foot, shall we say. And that worked in exactly the opposite way to what they did against DC, is that fair assessment?
0: Absolutely. They got that early set piece, bit of control of the football, which we never really managed. And I think the defending, I haven't, I don't know if the highlights are out yet. I haven't actually wanted to watch them.
1: <laughs> I think, I, I think they were going to upload them and then they were re- referred to as highlights and trading standards got involved.
0: Okay. Um, But the way that first goal goes in, just so poor defensively and really uncharacteristic and then straight away after that goal, there's a couple of chances. Grant Smith has to make a save from Cheek, then there's a corner that comes in and I don't know who heads it, but Grant Smith has to make another save. I don't know if it was Omar Swimley or not. Um, the, lad,
3: the lad they had on loan from Charlton it was. a Railway or something like that, I think.
0: The lad or all the right The lad Donovan. Uh, um, there's another Glover's cast throwback. Oh, yeah. um, yeah and we just couldn't handle any of those set pieces and couldn't get yeah, how we just couldn't get through the midfield i think that's the thing that we struggle with that aerial bombardment and then when we did try to play the goal kick situation which we've I'm, we've not i've not seen us do it like this before but grant oh. smith played it to one defender but everyone else is up the pitch um and you've and Rather than being near to him, we just couldn't get out, we just couldn't get out. we didn't have that ball carrier in midfield, like Charlie Cooper was trying to do in the first half anyway. He was trying to do the jobs that Worthington does as well as himself, and was sort of carrying Freckleton through it. There were so many moments where it just Freckleton was out of position in the wrong place, just didn't look not didn't look up to it, but it was almost like he just wasn't anticipating quick enough. Um, and he left, I think it was for the Cheek chance where he leaves Staunton really exposed and Cheek sort of just almost runs through him to get a shot at gut.
1: I think that's what I noticed a number of times um, was just how easy the ball came back. I just felt like it never at any point stuck when going forward, whether it was just hoiked clear or whether there was actual thought process being put into it, it just came back. It must have been so relentless for the defence to try and figure it out because they just never got a breather. Mm. It was it was just set piece. It was attack. It was a cross coming in. It was a ball going out. Just never got a moment really.
3: And the other thing to say is that when they when they got the ball, Bromley, look utterly assured i mean i know they didn't have a great deal to deal with but but they always looked like they could carve us open um and i know they did on a number of occasions and the 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 one thing that surprised me more about anything with this game was how the hell it was 1-0 i will never know but um it was um yeah they 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 looked a good side i'm surprised they they looked a much better side um than i remember them being when we played them up there um and they beat us 4-1 up there so Mm. Yeah.
0: They just looked so well drilled, like they knew exactly where each other was going to be. And I don't know if it was more no- I don't know if it was more noticeable because we looked totally opposite than that. Or it was just they were that good and they made us look that poor because I mean they've got a decent back three and wing back system works quite well for them. Mm-hmm. And it I mean it does help when you've got a front two like they've got to put pressure on like throughout the 90 minutes, but I mean, we were so lucky to go in. I know it finished one nil, but even at half time, we were really lucky to go in at one nil. Um, yes, very difficult. I thought uh, maybe it's because it was on that side and it was right in front of me, but I thought Ryan Law and Andrew Oliver had like their partnership to me was terrible. Like, they, oh, they yeah, Oliver didn't protect Law. When they were going forward, the passes it was like they were totally out of sync. Um yeah. and in, if you... you know where each other was at the right point and the yeah, just really, really poor in attacking and defensively.
1: I, I thought that and I can com- I, I compared it mentally to how good Oliver Bore had been with Agbaji at Halifax on an absolute stinker of a pitch in a horrible game, those two they just knew where each other were gonna be and how they could overlap one another and all the rest of it. I am not sold on Ryan Law at left back at all, in the slightest. I don't mind him in the midfield three, um, but we were uh, we for every bit we were Matt Worthingtonless yesterday. We were Jamie Recordless at times as well. Yeah. I just I just felt like the point you made there about we looked like a team that hadn't kicked the ball together, and I know that players were coming in on Thursdays and stuff, but some of them must have had some time on a training field with one another. Like, did they meet that morning? Hello, how you doing? Nice to meet you. And that ran throughout the the whole game. I just felt like no one was close enough to Fisher up front. I don't think Fisher did anywhere near enough to get the ball and keep it in, in attacking areas, but no one got anywhere near him. Down the wide angles, it was like Oliver Bore and Law had never met. I didn't think Jory Johnson really linked up that much down the other side with harriet all that much to start with and obviously that then changed with the system change on the rest of it um mcguire drew kept finding little pockets of space and i remember thinking on a couple of occasions mcguire drew give it give it to mcguire and just no one did they didn't even try it was just like they weren't there was no communication there was no talking they were, it was just so disjointed it was 11 individuals and then you could see the frustration in cooper rile up because he could clearly see what was going on in front of him that this wasn't linking this wasn't happening so he was trying to do a bit more and then had to the game more on I know we'll talk about the second half of the rest of it but there was times that Josh Staunton was you could you could physically see his brain go for Jesus sake am I gonna have to do all of this and he okay. starts flying out of the back three out of the back two out of the back four whatever it was to try and get up and try and make some linking happen
0: yeah and there's one true. point in that first half when he's on like the left wing and he's got all of boy one side of him and Ryan law, the other side. And he's like shouting
1: at Ryan yeah. to like move there, Stand mean... there, move there. That big gap. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's like, they've never played football with one another before. Yeah. And that was, I just kept saying it at work. Like these, these passes were not, were, were not just being crisp. They were not just played into someone's feet. They were over hit, under hit. They were going out for throw-ins unnecessarily. Confidence must be absolutely rock bottom at the moment, and we're probably not helping. But <laughs> I, I was sat there looking at it going, I, I've, I've, I've coached eight, eight-year-old kids who could do this better than you lot at times. It was horrendous to see the very basics just clearly not being happening.
3: So. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: was a Ben monologue.
3: So, 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 so we thought it was all right then. Um, but <laughs> Callum Harriet. Who obviously um, seemed to pick up, well, obviously did pick up an injury towards the end of the end of the first half. He had, which <laughs> loosely described as a, a, a chance for us in the in the first half, where which we, we seemed to be down to him coming inside, basically over to the left hand side of the pitch rather than the right hand side of the pitch, nicking the ball off of Oliver Bore, and then having a shot which I think it might have took a nick off someone and and um, the keeper turned turned it round. Would it be fair to say that he looked like someone who hadn't played since the seventh of January, and, and then only played for eleven minutes? And but looked like there's something there.
0: There's definitely something there. He had a couple of a couple of loose touches. I think when he did get the ball under control and ran with it, he sort of looked like he could make something happen. But I think it's evident he's not. I know where he played last week, actually. Yeah. Huh. Well, he was playing for Bromley last week.
3: Was he really?
0: Yeah. Huh? Someone in the Bromley press box told me he had a, um, or in the press box from Bromley, told me he'd been with them last week training.
3: Training? But he played a game?
0: Well, I think they had like a, a behind closed doors.
3: Ah, okay, right.
0: He lives around the corner from their ground, apparently.
3: Right. Did he get a lift in with them? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> He's they... spoken to their play. He knew their plays more than he knew yours by the sounds of it. <laughs>
1: More to the point, their centre backs knew exactly where he would got to be because I thought he was, I thought he was pretty quiet for most of it. I thought they marshalled him out of the game quite well. They paid him, they paid him some attention, and I think that's maybe the biggest thing we can take out of it is that clearly they looked at him and thought, "Hang on, we have got to be careful of this one." And they marshalled him. They kept him wide. They didn't let him get close to Fisher. They didn't let him get close at all. And every time he got into the box, they just marshalled him out, marshalled him out of the way. And that's maybe the biggest compliment you could give. Harriet, but we're not going to see him for a couple of weeks. Quad's
3: gone. Well,
0: yeah. I, think the ma- I don't know if the manager said it in the pre-match or not, but record had an Achilles problem last week, so that's why record wasn't about.
3: Oh, good. Um, so, people say so boos at halftime, from what we heard? I mean, kind yeah, of
0: boos? Kind of, yeah. Rumbling. I think yeah. Rumblings from the Thatcher's more than anything else
3: which seemed reasonable. Um, Harriet went off. Scott Pollock Mm. came on. Uh, He'd obviously borrowed uh, whatever it is holds Josh Staunton together because his knee looked basically just like it was made of black tape, from what I could see.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he had his tape on.
3: Yeah. Um, And, well, (laughs) kind of uh, of carried on where where, where we left off was about... (laughs) What nine minutes in and we just thought, well, let let him run through. And oh Michael Cheek, don't worry about him. Uh, we'll just let him have a go. And uh, he uh yeah, he, he put it he put it over, luckily for us. But how we miss
0: that? That chance was absurd. How yeah. easily they passed it through, put a ball over to the back post. Like I mean, Michael Cheek is like the Ricky Lambert of non-league, isn't he? He is like hovering on that back post looking to dominate a fullback and get a header in. And all the space in the world. And yeah, (laughs) you'd have put your house on him to score that one.
1: So here's, I, I saw that chance. And after I'd said a few expletives, I thought to myself, how many times have we put that exact ball in the box this season? And I don't think I can name one apart from maybe Agbaji against Halifax when he puts it straight into the keeper's arms. Have we had someone who just, we'll do anything to get on the end of it
0: i think of fisher against maidstone at home that was it a header he scored morgan williams loops the ball into the back post there you go
1: yeah so there you go that that's the that's best the example the
0: only one i can think of
1: and i am just sat there thinking we have put that ball in 100 times yeah and, but, ev- and 98 yeah. times it's gone out for a goal kick one yeah. time magbaji heads it into the keeper's hands and one time fisher scores yeah and i'm just sat there thinking Michael Cheek wanted that ball more than anyone else on the pitch. And that's the reason Bromley won the game, is they had players who wanted, even the goal, the way it drops down. the drops down and just there's no Yeovil players near it. It's a nice finish, but no pressure, really. No proper pressure. A waved leg, a body sort of turned half. And one of the things that Mark Cooper said after the game was, I can't fault their effort. I could. Yeah, and that that was the real disappointing thing for me. With the exception of the three people that I I singled out afterwards, Smith. Without Smith, we'd be Maidstone. We'd have gone by now. Cooper, I thought, really tried to do probably two or three people's job. And Staunton, who we'll get onto, I'm sure. Apart from those three, I can question effort. Yeah, of the of one. on all of them, I thought the subs that came on did. I I like the I like the. I like Pollock. He's got a just a bit of tenacity. He's got a bit of close control about him. He lost the ball a couple of times, but you can kind of a little bit like Jordan Stevens in that front, you can kind of see a glimmer there. Rio Griffith's is the square root of useless on that on that half hour that we saw out of him. Like
0: he won what? a few, he won free kicks at Alex Fisher. No, he didn't. No, he, and... no.
1: He threw himself <laughs> on the floor at every yeah, no. opportunity.
0: Let me talk. <laughs> <laughs> He won three kicks that Alex, Alex Fisher had been trying to win all day and not given them. But for some reason, the referee gave them to Rio. There was one where he hangs his leg out for a little bit longer to get a bit of connection. And the referee gives the foul to us. And I'm thinking, how have we won that one? Like, and then Fisher, like minutes later, Fisher gets a similar foul, nothing given, and it's like, Digging holes in the turf with because he's so livid.
1: Yeah, but I, I, it was like he was brought on to win free kicks. Yeah, not play football. It, it, I, I, he did nothing. I would have much rather had Oliver Borey on the pitch for the rest of the game. And Szyba, um didn't really notice him. If I'm honest with you, game kind of passed him by in that midfield that was being overrun at times.
0: He got caught a couple of times, didn't he, and lost it, the ball and
1: yeah, chances. <laughs> Yeah, he's he, he's one that you can see. He's not for now, was he? He was a signing that was probably going to come in the summer and be a part of the situation next season. Yeah. He's been chucked in where it matters. I, yeah, I just wasn't. I wanted people to come on. I honestly, I've said this a thousand times, and I'll say it a thousand more. If Malachi Linton can't get in this team, I I, I don't I don't know what's going on. He absolutely must have been tearing his hair out yesterday, sat on that bench, thinking. I'm better than some of this lot, right? Mm-hmm. And what annoys me more is, and again, I'm kind of skipping between bits here, something Josh Thornton said was, characters win your points. There's one thing that Malachi Linton does that I would argue a couple of others don't, is gives a damn. And if we're at that point, he gave a damn to the point where he got us a point that debatably we might not have got against Halifax. For me, in such a disjointed group, we have had Fish and Mal so when you've got such a disjointed group that have never played together why not have the one partnership that have played together on the pitch at the same time
2: well obviously one of my conclusions
0: um, I suggest that perhaps the uh, the double substitution is a right here's the players that we've signed let's see what they can do Moment because that's what it felt like to me, and I think I even will come to what happened after the match, and I will pull the curtain back as Ben likes to do. Um, but it's actually
3: got a curtain behind him as well, yeah. I don't know who's <laughs> behind that, just don't maybe.
0: Um, but it was, <sighs> I, I don't know why, I don't know why you wouldn't have brought Linton on in that situation, but. The the body language of Mark Cooper yesterday, he and Chris Todd are normally so animated on that touchline. Like, you, you, they go for the fourth official all the time. Like, (laughs) it is, it is relentless. And there was none of that yesterday. None of it.
3: No. Well, in my match report about this point, I, I put, that and this is probably triggered by something that you and Sheridan has said on commentary, but but from, from from the crowd to the players to the dugout, the energy was completely missing, literally. Yeah. No one was up for this apart from Bromley, of course. Now, interestingly, um, and we'll come on to this as well, I'm sure. Um, at this point, Matt Ugler took, picked up his phone and took to Twitter and tweeted, Thatch's end, make some serious noise. Three exclamation marks. The boys need you, two exclamation marks. Is that fair to say that the 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 crowd needed to? Because I, I, I'm sure people were reading that at the time. From what I could hear on the stream, there was a little bit more noise at that point. Um, so obviously somebody listened to to, to, to what you were saying, but it very quickly died down. When
0: it was nothing like Eastleigh. No, it was nothing like Eastleigh, and I think. You need something to get behind. And yeah. there, there was zero. Like, I, I, I mean, the changes, while the players who came on didn't make much of a difference, I felt Charlie Cooper got on the ball a little bit more, but all he could do was give it to Troy Johnson, give it to Ryan Law, try and make something happen in those wingback areas. And then it was sort of hopeful crosses
1: into the box. And Fisher has a good chance, I think. A good chance. It's a blooming great chance.
0: Yeah, it's one of those that I think, <laughs> I and mean, this might be harsh on Fisher, I don't think Alex is ever going to score one like that, but give it to Warren Patmore in 1998,
1: and it's... Give, in it, the to give it to Michael Cheek.
0: <laughs> yeah, give it to Skivo, and it's, it's yeah. in. But it's one of those where, you know, he's, how many goals he scored this season? Four in however many appearances? Five? And I don't want to get into the whole goal scoring debate again but if you had a if you had a a proper clinical confident striker they will put that away
1: that's the word confident you can you can even break it down where i'm sure if alex was asked i imagine in that split second of that ball coming in he probably thought oh god if i'll try and score this and as opposed to i'm gonna score this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it just never looked like he got any kind of contact on it whatsoever. He almost—I don't know—where he's overthinking it, trying too hard, and it just gets nowhere near. And it's just completely harmless. A I confident, think... a, a striker in form, a striker in confidence, at least gets on target. Yeah,
0: I think he did get. He got good contact on it, just went the wrong way. Like it's not—he hasn't got his head round it enough. I—I, I, you know, I don't know. I've only seen it once, but—but yeah, it's a heck of a chance. He needs more, you know. We only get one of those, and he needs more than one of those to put it in. Yeah.
3: And there, w- there was one a bit before, wasn't there, where it's sort of like there's a bit of a scramble and he was there, Ryan Law was there as well, yeah, but yeah. neither of them were able to. And again, it was, um, I don't know how many times Ben said it, just leather it. That, that's what you needed Was just someone, just, just a swing sort of it, a boot, and he doesn't care about what's in the way, just smash it.
0: Well, Bromley had a couple of those, didn't he? I think it was cheek in the oh, yeah. second half, in it right on the penalty spot, and he yeah. skips it. And is that when the, the the scrap happens straight after that one? I think it's uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, that that was comes after that, in yeah. on top of Grant Smith and yeah. gives you know, him a boot. Takes a lot for Grant Smith to lose his rag, but yeah. <laughs> he was not happy with that.
1: Oh, he got kicked. That's why he got booted. He he had the ball under control. And he got booted. I uh, he I think I think I he probably got a bit lucky that it was only a yellow card for the guy that kicked him, personally I think he knows exactly what he's doing and he sort of will play that whole no the ball was there to be one, it was coming down it had been deflected and the referee's given him the benefit of the doubt, he knows exactly what he's doing Grant Smith is on top of the ball and he kicks him and Grant Smith has every right to get up and get scrappy about it but he then gets booked (laughs) which means he, you know uh, yeah, I don't know yeah
3: okay so and then it ended then it ended yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and then and then the booze game yeah,
0: yeah. And then there was yeah, there was booze a lot of players slumped
3: yeah so if you can I, on, on the stream I don't know if you saw this Ben but um, after the usual sort of milling around the centre circle the camera comes on Josh Staunton who is absolutely fuming it's he's like he's, he's walking around clapping and you know up you don't need to be a lip reader to see what you're saying but <laughs> it's that there's an f word being used a lot <laughs> yeah. so and and people are sort of coming up to him and he just like no 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 that's like right. yeah
1: yeah he was yeah, visibly angry, and there was there was times I I kind of haven't seen that at Staunton actually, but you you refer to that Ryan Lawrence in the first half there were a couple of others where he would try and make something happen and the ball would break or there was a, a time I seem to recall might have been Johnson where the ball just kind of trickles harmlessly out of play off a miscontrol, and you can see Staunton he might not have even been that close, just lose his absolute box, <laughs> just and and. I felt that he was, you could tell he was right on the edge of, of of being rather angry at the situation that was unfolding in front of him. And obviously he um, fairly eloquently after the match told us exactly what he thought.
0: Yeah, well, he was livid before mm. before that. So <clears throat> I am going to pull back the curtain because it is very obviously, if you couldn't tell by the performance on the pitch, a unharmonious
2: group right now across across the
0: board the players don't seem to be very happy the manager is obviously not happy um in front so after the game in the tunnel there is a you've got the manager assistant manager coaches
2: ceo director all
0: um and what the word is? Huddling. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to uh, how to put their emotions into it. Probably incredulous.
1: Oh, at, word oh, of the day, Luro. Let's go.
0: <laughs> at what has unfolded. I don't know. What I that think means. it's the tweets. I think it's the performance. I think there's obviously a lot of things going on that people are not happy about. Um, I think Cooper's interview where he talks about obviously Matt's gonna sign the players he wants to sign, I think is what he said.
3: yeah, it's his um, money, it's his club
0: that you know that doesn't necessarily ring true with what was discussed in the week um and how they were all sort of you know Mark Cooper would have a say and things like that um yeah, and I think we've seen photos of the manager, Charlie Cooper and the respective owner walking around the pitch after the game but go on Ben.
1: I was going to say that image of those three people on the pitch knowing what we think we kind of know and reading between the lines of the areas of what we know now or what we kind of I can say read between the lines for what what do you hope was said? We don't know what was said. We'll never know what was said. And kind of, I don't really need to know what was said. What do you hope was said between Matt and the Coopers?
0: I don't know. Um, so, I te- so I tell you what please, I hope was said. Please let me manage this team until the end of the season, and trust me to do the job with the however many hundreds of games of experience that I've got in football. Would be my hope.
3: Um... I was going to say the same thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. And I was also going to say that, and I know we'll come on to Matt Ugler's latest tweets from Sunday night. Um, I was hoping that Matt Ugler said, sorry, mate, I've made it, you know, I've, I've, I've done the wrong thing here. And again, to, to read what he has actually said, I'm young, I'll make mistakes and I'll learn from them. That's what I hope he said to Mark Cooper. What he yeah. so those two conversations are what I hope was said.
0: He's got he's got experienced people around him, uh-huh. in Martin Stans, Stuart Robbins. Like
2: let them <laughs> guide <laughs>
0: and help because yeah. I dare say if I was a if I was that age coming into a football club, I'd be living the dream. (laughs) And um, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I would be, you know, it's it's but I think the the reality of it is with that result and all the results around us, like it was sort of it's not in our hands at all now. And this is our team. This is this is what we've got. And unless the magic spray is turned into miracle spray and some of these players that can run with the ball and have the legs to help us break through those defensive lines, I I don't know where the goals are coming from. You can chop and change these players into different formations all you like, but we've been doing that all season and we haven't been able to find a combination that
1: gets any goals. There's only one head coach that's going to keep us up this year. That's Mark Cooper. There's only one owner slash steward who's going to keep us in this league this year. And that's Matt Ugler. There's only one set of players that's going to keep us in this league this year. And that is a set of players that we have at our disposal now. I hope what was said was, why don't we all just stop being a bit stupid and just get on with keeping this football club in the division? Because it just seems to me like it just seems to me like someone honestly i hope i hope mark cooper does the thursday press conference with a black left eye and i hope that um matt ugler does a press conference on thursday with a black right eye because they've had it out they've butted heads they've all said some words that they're not going to be proud about and they've had enough but they then wiped the slate clean they've come together and they're thinking how do we keep this division with the oval town in it even if it's a kind of a gentleman's agreement from Mark Cooper of, I'll keep you in this division, you keep out of my way, I'll keep you in the division, and then I'll go and then you can do what you like. It, 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 it's now boiling down to that for me. And to hear things like Mark Cooper wasn't animated on the, on the touchline was that, was... that was one of the things I was looking at, at at Halifax. And he was giving every little bit of it. He was living every single bit of the game and it helped us get a point. And So I wasn't happy with that to see and hear that he wasn't particularly animated and he was clearly had other things on his mind. I wasn't overly keen on Matt Ugler having his Delia Smith moment, tweeting in the second half. Let's be Avenue. uh, uh, Time and a place. And it all feels like we're lacking that word that actually Paul Saki said when he came in, lacking the professionalism. Let's have a bit of that back, please, because... You can keep your scouting thing for now. You can keep your posh physiotherapist for now. You can keep your director of footballs for now. We'll talk about that later on. Right now, the only thing I give half a monkeys about is keeping this damn team in this division. Otherwise, I ain't getting to a single game next year. Call me selfish if you want, but I ain't going to see a single game of Overtown football next season unless these guys, who are perfectly capable of putting together a good business model and a good football team, come together and actually damn well do it. Because we've got a captain that wants to do it. And he's got some characters around him that want to do it. Some characters around him that want to do it. And if they can't all get themselves to head together, guess who loses out? Me. Dave loses out on my little oh. stream. I'll he give you a lift, out. mate. I'll give you a lift. <laughs> it's fine. I've got a Farsley. Whatever. Um...
0: I dare say as well that quite a lot of supporters will lose out because I can't see BBC Radio Bristol following yeah. a National League South side around
1: for um (laughs) for commentary spoken as a true beneficiary of their weight (laughs) back
3: so so ian you you were you you were you were peeling back the curtain before we we went sorry i did it i did you 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 you, you, no you were you were saying so josh Daunton um came out this was for his post-match was it his post-match um
0: yeah yeah and he took he uh took a few minutes with um Paul Thorpe and Dave Pryor sat on the wall and had a vent, I think. But, yeah, he was, yeah, he was very displeased at the situation. And, um, yeah, I think, like you've said, Ben, if, if these, I think the players that have come in, the players that have come in are, Did he say it unsettled? I'm not sure if unsettled was the word or not, but the way that they've had quite a tight knit group. And I mean, well, the the rumor, and no one knows it's true or not, I mean, is that the the owners, um, you know, is the manager under pressure to play certain players? Mm. And what use is, you know, what good is that? How does how does that make other players feel in this unit? Like it does not bode well for a relegation scrap. Scrap, and I am I am resigned to us playing National League South football tonight as we're talking because if if I don't see how those performance that performance on Saturday gets turned around, I just don't. Unless you've got Lawson Diaff, Morgan Williams, the players who fought all season are back fit. And in, in that squad fighting for one another. Because there was no... That was not a team. No, it wasn't a team. There was a moment in the game where there's a bit of stoppage time and everyone goes over to Mark Cooper.
1: Except... Rhea Griffiths, who was chatting to the goalie or the ref.
0: Well, and, yeah, the new the new boys.
3: Yeah.
1: And I thought... Go on, Dave.
3: Sorry. I, I, I was just going to read out because I just I just called up what, what Josh Daunton said. So there's a line in there and Ben's said a bit of it before. He said, um, it's essential that we have unity. And if we don't have it, we're going to be in a very difficult position in a few weeks' time, as we've said probably now. Characters of this stage of the season are worth points. They make a difference. They stand up, run through brick walls for each other and get you those few points that you really need. So... It's important that we all take time to realise what we're playing for here, and that has to be your driving force. And that's everything you guys have just said there. That's if if we could play this tape to those players and make them realise it. Like you say, I think there's enough of them there who do realise it, and I just hope that those players that are, just mentioned there, Just Thornton, Morgan Williams, Dawson Dial, all of those lads who've been through everything that we've been through, and what I, I can't blame uh, Matt ogler and i can't blame the new um, players who've come in for not understanding and not realizing all the things that we've been through um and i, I yeah everything don't need me to call out what they are that we've been through even going back over the last ten years, uh, I'm just going to say
1: it's yeah, not. A, it's it's not, not a new thing. It's a decade long thing.
3: Exactly. It's not. It's not just over the the last um, few years. And you can't expect them to to get that, and you can't expect them to understand that. But there are people there who do. And I think. And I think Josh Daunton and I feel. So, so much sympathy for Josh Dalton because he is—he's he, he, taking it all on himself. And let's remember, this is a guy who just had a kid, so he's got all of that going on in his head. He's a player who is literally falling to pieces in in in, in front of him because he's just so. It, he said he, he said something about I I I hurt every you, know, you but you won't find me blaming my body. I'd run through a brick wall for this football. I mean, yeah, I'm. Ben's going to point to his blog that he did about him being the most important person since Terry Skiverton. I mean, probably got to win a few more trophies to be Terry Skiverton, but he... has got um, some headers. Yes, he's got some headers. Yeah, but I mean, if you could bottle that, whatever that is that's in just or and you could give it to, to, to all of them, we've got a chance for the playoffs, I think. So... Um, all right, all right, but, three valleys. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so, but but yeah, I, I don't blame those players, but I do hope... That in the next week, because we've got a week now until, um, uh, until till, till that South End game, that some of that gets through to them and some of that gets there, and they realise where we are, how we've got there, and, and, and what this means. And it's, you
1: know, it's... I, I, would, I would go a little bit more uh, simple than that. I'd have them in a room on Monday morning, nine o'clock Monday morning. I'd have Josh Thornton at the front of the room. And I'd have him ask every single one individually. And you know, Charlie Cooper, yeah, I'm behind you, Skip. And you know, Grant Smith, yeah, I'm behind you, Skip. Lawson, Matty, you know, those ones that we've called upon time and time. Yeah, I'm with you, Skip. And I want him to look every single one of them in the eye and ask them, are you with us? Whether your long-term future is at Yeovil Town Football Club or whether you're here for a few games just to get some match fitness and you're disappearing off in the summer. Are you with us for eight games? Because if you're not, go home. Go home. Don't train. You are, you are more of a hindrance than a help right now. Don't be there. And if we lose out on wages, on paid wages, if we lose out because we've got players that we've brought in that suddenly decided they weren't up for it, that's fine. If you're one of the young lads and this is a scary time to be in and you don't want to be part of it, that's fine also. Go. Leave us. Don't turn up tomorrow morning. We need 16 players that actually want to be there next Saturday. And more importantly, the Tuesday after.
3: Yeah, definitely it was
0: I, I hope they were in today and had that conversation.
1: I, your, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That was it was it was disgraceful. The whole thing was disgraceful. And that and that not just not just the players. Yeah. But I want I want Mark Cooper to answer that question. Are you with the skipper? I want Chris Todd to answer that question. Are you with the skipper? I want the goalie coach. I want the youngsters that are in and around the group. You with the skipper? You with this man? Because he was the only one that showed Oh yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it. Uh, Josh Stoughton showed far more in the way of fighting his post-match press conference than Mark Cooper did. Mark Cooper sounded quite resigned, quite forlorn almost. And it was a very different. It was a very different press chat, wasn't it? And you, you were stood there. Did you get any kind of difference? But I, I, I felt like I, I every word Josh Stoughton said, he meant it. He meant every damn word of it. And it felt like Mark Cooper was playing it a little potentially a little bit safe.
2: Um. I think I don't feel
0: like – I feel like the manager can't say exactly what he wants to say in the same way and deliver that in the same way
1: that a player can. Okay. Okay, um, case I hope he said it – I hope he said a bit more in private, possibly to Matt on the pitch afterwards, possibly in the changing room afterwards.
0: I mean, to me, um to me, that huddle of people, it was a it was like they're
1: demoralized. right? Well, those are the people that have got to remoralize everyone else. Yeah. well, yes, yeah. that's their jobs. So they, how do they They are it? the
3: motivator they, 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 they motivate the motivator.
1: but who motivates them? <laughs> that's the
3: well, thing. you would the the you would hope that your leaders are self-motivating. Let's hope they're listening to this. And we're motivating them. Maybe not the first half
1: hour. (laughs) Remember, remember, it's not Matt's club. He told us that. It's ours. Supporters' club. He told us that. It's not anyone else's club. It's your club. It's my club. It's Pat Custer's club. It's the club. It's the 3,400 people that came back out. Their club. Remember? Apart from the Bromley fans. Apart from the 80 Bromley fans. 3,400 people. Where does that rank? Is that season high? Second, Stop, there is, second, second highest. Second To Torquay at home. Yeah. There's the evidence. Those people are there. There's more of them hiding out the back, waiting to come back. Those people are there. Bang your heads together and get through eight games. And in the summer, I'm all for new scouting systems. I'm all for this stuff. I'm all for making this football club think forward. I'm absolutely all for it, and I am absolutely all for Matt Ugler and his team having the opportunity to do that. Right now, none of it matters. Yeah. We need six to nine points probably including the gateshead and Dorking games or it's all gone to pot. there's no point having a fancy scouting system in the national league south there is just no flipping point so whatever it is whoever needs to smash their heads together who is the old manager that used to get them literally get the boxing gloves out and have them scrapping there was a manager that used to, when he had a problem in his team, he used to get them, he used to make all the other players make a boxing ring, a square, and the two players, he'd get the boxing gloves out and he'd say, I've had it, you get three minutes, you get a three-minute round, go nuts. Wow. I don't if know that,
3: who that if, was. If, if that's what you need to do between Darren you. it <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a Dave Webb kind of thing to me. but You know what I mean? If, if that's what you need to do, do it.
0: Didn't Dave Webb just hang people from the...
3: From the like, <laughs> post, yeah. I tell you what, you wouldn't argue with that man? no.
0: Um, I'm conscious we've got six million questions. Yeah,
1: oh, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. We've we've, we've had a couple of rants, haven't we? We may have answered. We may
3: well have answered a few of them, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Should we talk about the director of football? Yeah. Because yeah. there has been a, a series of tweets this evening. I've got them here now. And actually, I think they go a long way to kind of... I think Matt, Matt Ugler has ruled two things. Glover's cast rule two, always sleep on the bad results. Um, Can I read them? Have I got time to read them? Yeah. Okay. If supporters think I have anything but love and respect for them, then I'm shocked. We have inherited a relegation battle. Very true. And this is a baptism of fire. Very true. At the end of the day, the supporters are here for the rest of time. And as owners, we plan to be here for decades to come. Good to hear. Frustrations yesterday were high amongst everyone at the club, but key point incoming numero uno. I'm fully behind Mark and think he is more than capable of turning results around. Big, big point there. There have been people questioning that that's the answer but more than anything we have to come together as one I apologize if I offended anyone but certainly have and never will aim anything at the fans who I have nothing but love and praise for I'm young and new to this and so will make mistakes which I will learn from and maybe should learn not to speak so much in the heat of the moment this is why we have rule two of the Glovers cast match and in pure frustration This is a long journey that we need to be on it together. Tomorrow we have our new director of football coming in and I'm excited by working with both him and Mark. Let's stick together on and off the pitch. Initial reactions to those tweets, Ian Perkins, because a lot of what he says there is actually kind of what we've been alluding to and we were hoping would happen.
0: Um, (laughs) Maybe this is just my state of mind at the moment, but... Right now, a director of football is not going to keep us
1: up. Focus on the bit above that bit above, the <laughs> bit, above the bit. Unless the director of football can play up front, I'm not worried yeah. about director of football, if I'm honest with you. What about the other bits? There's yeah, a few no, I mean, I, there. Didn't,
0: I didn't, I never took anything that Matt said yesterday as a lack of respect for supporters. Mm-hmm. There was nothing there yesterday that I thought oh, he's having a pop at the fans, like just just trying to G people up and, yeah, and make something happen. So, I I don't feel that. Yeah, I I didn't read
1: anything into that.
0: Owners for a long time, great. Uh, let's.
1: He's fully behind Mark I think he's more than capable of turning results around. That's a key sentence. It's a key sentence there because people are questioning whether or not Mark Cooper will stay, whether mm. or not he'd walk, or whether or not he'd be sacked.
0: Yeah. Well, what can you say? Yeah. Let's, I, well, I, uh, good. I, I, yeah. It's, yeah, it's good. <laughs> I, I hope. I hope. I hope he is fully behind Mark. <laughs> He says he is. He hasn't got any more players. He can't sign any more players now anyway. So he, he has to be fully behind him because I, I don't know if this is there's a question on this uh, later or not, but there's no... The, I don't think we're going to be able to... If, if Mark Cooper was to go this week, there's no one else to come in who is going to keep us in this. Just <laughs> on. Um, and uh, yeah, I know I put it in my conclusions, but... Right, if, if he goes we are in neil marmon territory and oh, have no an anti-vaxxer running the club
1: <laughs> nobody wants nobody wants neil marmon territory um Dave, let me um fling to you then uh he apologizes and says he is young and will make mistakes and will learn from them and will learn not to speak so much in the heat of the moment in pure frustration what do you think to those comments
3: I think all the way through this, he has said and we have said that we'll judge him on what he does and not on what he says. And therefore, if he does what he says there and he learns from the mistakes and he does all the things that we've spoken about just now, that he's going to back off, realise that the manager is the manager and he's a man with huge experience, then fantastic. Um, I, I don't blame anybody for for, for making mistakes. Everyone's uh, entitled to, to to do them, and uh, this is probably not answering the the question in quite the same way. I I, I I certainly don't think for a second. I know some people have suggested that he's not the right person to be to be running the football club. I think what the what I've heard from him and seeing from him more to the point um, that he's done. People have said, oh, well, that's just what Scott Priestnell did, came in and reduced a few tickets and signed a few players. Let's not forget, Scott Priestnell did all of those things with money he borrowed or money that came through parachute payments. From what we can tell, well, we know for a fact that there ain't no parachute payments. um, And as far as we know, there's no money been borrowed um, here. So this is... His money, Matt's money, Matt Mcugler's money, the Oogler family's money, whatever it is. So they're, they're 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 putting their money where their mouth is. So mm. I I put them ahead of Scott Priestnell, um in that respect, uh, and I I think we've got that there's there's a real opportunity here for a great thing to happen at the football club, and we've said it all tonight already haven't we everybody just needs to come together and it's exactly what he says there we need mm-hmm. we need to come together we need to stick together on and off the pitch but the thing is matt that includes you as well yeah fair enough you didn't mean to offend anyone you didn't mean to you know frustrations were running high i i i get that you're young you'll you make mistakes you realize that you apologize for speaking and in the heat at the moment i get all of that but You've got to do your thing as well, and you've done a lot of your things up until mm-hmm. now. And we're all very grateful for you—you you being here. We're all very grateful for what you've done. But ultimately, if this club goes down next um, ne- ne- next season, then that is a very very bad place to be. And we've still got an opportunity to turn it round. It's not in our hands anymore. I know there's a there's a question in about relegation is inevitable. It's not inevitable. Um, there's 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 clubs in this division that. I believe we are, be- we, we are better than those teams. We are players who are better than those teams. Those players just need to do all the things that we've spoken about tonight. Everybody needs to do it. And that's us as well. Everyone who's listening to this, every supporter, everyone. When we talk about unity, it's not, oh, yeah, you've got to do better and you've got to do better. We've all got to do better.
2: Kids these days, huh?
0: Should we up? do questions? It's nine o'clock and we've not <laughs> seen the questions.
1: And there's a lot of them. Go. There's 32. Quick fire. Quick fire. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go.
0: Callum Hallett. Who do you think is Callum a Callum Harriet? But <laughs> yesterday's performance. MC, oh. Mark Cooper seems to think Ugler has got the wrong players, but Ugler seems to think he has got the right players in.
1: Everyone is the everyone's default. If everyone's um if everyone's gonna get us out of this mess, everyone got us in it. Okay. Everyone.
0: Stoney asked a question before the questions had gone out. He likes to do this. Uh, well, this... Uh, uh, hang on a second, let me... You've
1: got to vet these in case there's mm-hmm. any naughty words.
0: No, it's just... something libel in there. Something else. What are our feelings towards the manager and owner and how does the dressing room feel? This is based on the comments and deleted tweets. So the deleted tweet for context was...
1: Well, it was deleted.
0: Yeah, it was, but...
3: Well, he's deleted them all now. <laughs> so he's, 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 he's even deleted the one about, um, come on, make some noise, blah, 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 blah. But the, the, the one that was deleted basically said, change is coming. If you're not with us, you're against us. Um, and people, started with the word pathetic. Pathetic, yeah. People can come at me if they like. I mean, the fact that it was deleted so quickly after it was posted, although not quick enough for several people to spot it, um, suggests that it, that was a oops that was a bit of a silly thing to do
1: to put it mildly mm-hmm.
3: but yeah the, we've spoken all for the last hour about disharmony and and all the rest of it that that is clearly where that is born out of isn't it?
1: and let's hope for that chat on the pitch afterwards Yeah. iron some of that out
0: um paddy the og i, I think your twitter might have been hacked paddy because it's changed your twitter handle and you don't know why um anyone else miss dave doing the questions in that funny voice
3: i don't know. <laughs> me that this is my voice Paddy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he just says questions Paddy. um <laughs> uh, i'm a matt Ugly fan however i'm really concerned by an inexperienced owner having a hand in recruitment or am i being naive in that he has scouts that know the style of football we're looking to play and the personalities within the group in order for them to gel with
3: uh, well, he, he has said that he's, he, he's involved, but he is not the one who's picking the, um, picking the players. And I'd be <laughs> surprised, the, with the greatest respect, to Magler if he knew who Rio Griffiths was, or if he knew who Xander Zediba is. So there's obviously people out there who know about some of these players that are helping, advising, and he's alluded to that, about how um, there are all of these people that are around him supporting him. So, like, like I say. I wouldn't be too worried about the fact that he single-handedly is doing it, but.
0: Anything to add, Ben?
1: No, not really. I think that sums it up pretty nicely. Don't mind a a scouting unit, just manager has to have the final say, whoever that may be.
3: Uh, Absolutely.
0: Uh, Here is Hugh. So is the honeymoon over even before the marriage register is signed? Monday.
3: Yeah. So this is alluding to the fact that the deal, the takeover. Going the going to be complete, going to be completed today as you listen to this so
0: mm-hmm. is the honeymoon um, i don't think so no. i think we're just annoyed at uh
3: yeah if we have had a falling out on the I'm plane gonna... on the way to <laughs> barbados or wherever we're going haven't we and
1: you um, said and you'd book first class
3: <laughs> my know. hamstrings yeah. are never
1: gonna last eight months eight hours on this plane
3: um, do you think
0: Mark Cooper was wrong starting Harriet as he hasn't played much, and also playing Freckleton in midfield when Staunton could have moved to midfield? That's from Trevor Duck. Two.
3: We've spoken about Freckleton. Um, I think we've spoken about Harriet as well. The thing I say about Harriet is, I think if he didn't play him, people would say, "Do you think he was wrong that they didn't play Callum Harriet when he when he yeah. could have done?" So you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Um, like we've we've said in the um, already. It looks like there's a bit of something there, but obviously Mark Cooper said after the game, these players need match minutes. The only way they're going to get match minutes is by playing matches. Um, and even if you organise behind closed door friendlies, they're not the same match minutes. So it's the only way they're going to do it. So what choice do we have? Uh,
0: Martin Lee says, with the clocks going forward this weekend, which hour of football would you like to wipe from your memory?
2: <laughs> we have an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's been a few this season.
2: Um,
1: all of them. Yeah, a lot of them. All of, oh, the first hour. The first hour at Oldham. Yeah, that was, that was grim. That was really grim.
0: Uh, duh, 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 Jonathan Hooper, have the new signings actually done more harm than good in the short term? Lack of cohesion, a bit like Nottingham Forest. Do we have enough time to get them integrated and fit?
1: Let's tell you, tell so. you may, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. really hope so. It's a it's a valid point and one that was raised yesterday that new characters and again Josh Daunton he says, I'll take that on me. It's up to me to integrate these lads and make sure that everyone's singing from the same hymn sheet. He's got a he's got a big he's got a big couple of months ahead of him as Josh Daunton. Trying to do just that. But let's we have got time and we've got a couple of very key fixtures that will define how that time goes.
0: Uh, Matt Lawrence says should Mark Cooper just go there clearly is no alignment with the new owners players wise when Rio and Sabiza came on it felt like they were thrown on to prove a point can't believe how bad we was
3: and can I add in one from Facebook here from Chris Angelo does Cooper show any signs at all that he's capable of keeping us up nothing has changed since he got here he's not improved the team and in interviews he showed no enthusiasm for the job even before the new owners came in if he, I think, if he stays, we go down. Chris Angelo, yeah, between the eyes, there.
1: Eh? I think, I think, <laughs> if he goes, we go down.
3: Yeah, I'd be more in that camp. But we, uh,
1: I, 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 we, we don't know. We, we just don't know. Um, yeah, whether or not he's the manager on the first day of next season is far more in doubt. But I think the only way we get out of this is with someone with his experience at the helm. Agreed.
0: Uh, Chris Sweets, does anyone know how long I should leave freshly laid turf until I mow it? It's probably a bit too damp now, but don't want to leave it too long. Mm. Wrong podcast, Chris. Wrong podcast.
3: <laughs> yeah. It, can we put you in touch with Gardener's World podcast instead? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. Nick Hayward, after yesterday's debacle, is it clear for all to see that there is a massive issue afoot? Is it that our new owner is interfering with Mark Cooper's plans? The problem, or Mark Cooper's plans. The problem, or after the poor run of form, is it actually that Mark Cooper could be at the centre of it all? If it's the latter, could Sir Gary come in for the last nine <laughs> games, to save the oh, day?
3: Sir Gary's got enough on his plate at the moment, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. Think yeah. Just, just if, if if Sir Gary's coming in, judging on what talk are doing at the moment, just leave after ninety minutes. <laughs> Whatever it is, Whatever it hits like just walk.
0: Uh, Dan Cabell, would you rather an owner slash chairman run the business side of things and leave the playing side to a manager or rather yes. the way it seems Matt and co are trying, going to be running it?
3: Sorry, I answered that before you finished it, didn't I? Um, um, Trevor author- Duck also asked, do you think the owner um, picking the players they want is the best way forward for the club? I think we've answered this, haven't we?
1: Yeah, it's yeah not, in, not
3: in the short term.
1: No. <laughs> um about three weeks after new turf has been laid okay if you want want to test it just just tug near where one of the uh joins are of your turf and if it lifts up even slightly just lay it back down and rest it and just give it another couple of weeks always
3: tug near the join
1: and if if it always tug your turf uh
3: dave london green dave
0: says it is an open top bus celebration acceptable for winning the national league south
3: well, Ben was going to have one for the SMPC, weren't you, Ben? It's a more,
1: more prestigious competition than the National League <laughs> Blooming South. Thank you very much.
0: Ben's got so many wasted bus bookings.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> never get, I'm never getting the deposits back.
2: Uh,
0: James Drew, tensions are high at the club between fans. Does everyone need to have faith and calm down or is it a build-up of 10 years of relegations and justified?
1: It's a really valid point that it's not just a short-term thing. This isn't a Scott Prestnell thing that we're all feeling at the moment. This isn't a Uh, non-league thing, this isn't a relegation at the EFL thing, this is, we really stuffed up our year in the championship and never recovered and we are on the 10-year anniversary of it, staring regional football in the face as a result and yeah I I I would love to see supporters come together, great to see a good number and I hope 3,400 is matched next week and of course it's on the telly so you might not quite get that high but you know those numbers are good. Those numbers are really good. And we hear about fan zones and all the rest of it and the stuff planned for the stadium in the summer and all the rest of it, blah, 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 blah. Great, love all that stuff. Can't wait for that stuff to come in the summer. Really important. There was loads of kids there yesterday. Was it Buckler's Mead School? All our tickets? I've seen people saying I took my family, my season ticket holder. so I took um, people. Good, this is all amazing stuff. That needs to continue. And if everyone does start singing from the same hymn sheet, that's a really solid base to build a football club on. You just want to do it in the National League, not the National League South.
0: Uh, James also asks, with Easter coming up, what Easter egg are you going for?
3: Oh, that's a
1: great question. Um, keep it simple. Just a, just a crunchy. Oh, no, mini eggs. Mini eggs.
3: Mini eggs. You, you were right the first time being crunchy.
0: Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, I'll go mini eggs, please. Uh, Dexter Tyson, would you rather have a kick in the balls or have to watch another performance like the game yesterday? My elderly father said he would gladly take a kick in the balls.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) I'm not sure we should be kicking Dexter's elderly father, that's for sure. Poor man. If you can
0: put him on the BBC do to commentate, I'll (laughs) I'll take it. is, is,
3: is, Is his elderly father called Mike Tyson?
2: Oh
1: very good.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't kick that man
0: in the balls. Uh, Clevo, very annoyed. Are at we
1: hang, whoa, are we not answering that? Okay. Are you are you getting a kick in the balls or are you watching that again?
0: Well I said, if you can pay me more than the BBC do, I will take the kick in the balls.
1: <laughs> who's who's doing the kicking? <laughs> Josh Daunton. Because if it's Josh Daunton, no thanks. Josh if, uh, if it's uh, Rio uh, Griffiths, I'll take my chances. <laughs>
3: He'll Probably
0: wander off and talk to the ref instead. Uh, Clevo, Clevo. No. no cleaner Clevo. this weekend. Uh, where do we
1: go from here and who is to blame? South End. No, don't go South End. Relegation
0: comes. seems inevitable after yesterday's debacle. Both there we go. Filled. We don't need more disruption and another change in the dugout. Surely we all have to pull together and achieve by unity as per club motto. <laughs>
3: I I, I like the way that he's called everyone out and then said, let's go achieve our unity. I love the way you made that sound
1: like the end of a really snotty office email. (laughs) As per original email, I've told you this. If you would read the document I attached first time, this information was already provided.
3: Clevo will not be repeating himself. He will simply be pointing to the badge. See you, Um, Gates, here, Clevo. Yeah, he's right. Unity.
0: Uh, Robin Batchelor, what is the best strategy for YTFC to stay up? Play the pre-existing squad who have underperformed but know each other, or try the new signings and hope they
1: find fitness and form ASAP? Play those who want it. Yeah.
3: Whoever uh, they are.
1: Whoever they You're may be. Own. The most 11... The the highest rated on the Who Wants It Omita. Pick the most 11 and stick them on a the pitch.
0: Uh, in what order would you rank these donuts? Jam, custard, chocolate... This is from uh, Chris Fox.
1: Uh, what? Jam, what?
0: Jam, custard, or chocolate. God. I'm
1: lying. Well, it's a it's it's a win for jam and a joint fourth place for the other two, surely.
0: <laughs> custard, jam, chocolate, foxy. There you go. What? What? Custard? Robin Batchelet, do you? No, 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 no,
2: no, 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 no.
3: Custard donuts. Yeah. Fucking psycho. You're wrong. You're wrong in every every possible
0: way. Don't at me. Uh, do we need a change of formation to get an attacking spark? I personally think we need a striker. Yep.
3: <laughs> a striker. <laughs> really? Bloody hell! Why did anyone think of this before?
0: <laughs> a striker, or potentially a winger like Harriet, to play off one of Fisher or Linton as a pair. Get uh, and get Worthington back in the side as an attacking midfielder. He wants yeah, a well. It feels like he wants a diamond. He wants Al Biscendi in the hole. 4-4, <laughs> um, four, four, Fing two. too. Um,
1: I want Fish and Mal. I've called it. I want Fish and Mal, please.
0: Okay. Thank you. Uh, another ranking from Chris Foxy. In what order would you rank these WWF slash WWE wrestlers? The Rock, Stone Cold, Chris Jericho. David Coates, answer away.
3: I can say I'm going on mute for this one. I don't know who any of those people. Well, I do. I know two out of three of them. I've never heard of Chris Jericho. I'll be honest with you.
1: Break the walls down. Um,
2: I am going. Oh,
1: Austin Rock Jericho. That's correct. Yeah, I think it is just
0: um, Andy Cleaver. Can you get a refund on a free ticket? <laughs> and then 90 minutes of time we won't get back from yesterday. <laughs> Do you think Cooper was forced into playing Harriet due to off-the-field interferences? He clearly referenced these facts and the players aren't match fit.
3: Please see previous email. <laughs> uh,
0: Jake Gallagher wishes <laughs> us luck with all of our questions.
1: Thanks, Jake. Good blog <laughs> Jake. on Charlie Wakefield, Jake. Good blog on Charlie Wakefield.
3: Yeah, I did enjoy, enjoy that. And so did Charlie Wakefield, So, which is what's nice to
1: say. I, I feel like Charlie Wakefield would make us better. Um, I'm really glad he's now match fit available, and available for Woking, by the way. That's it's great news.
0: for a playoff run. Mm. Uh, Rob Manley, anyone else think the owner tweeting about performance and the fans during the game is massively unhelpful and a bit embarrassing? It's a bit uh, Delia,
3: on it? it? was a, a bit, bit Delia.
0: I'd like life as YTFC to be normal. Apologies, Rob, for not introducing you as formal. I was
3: going to say, I was going to point
0: this out. <laughs> you can tell it's late and the, <laughs> I'm still scrolling.
1: It would be all them custard donuts.
3: Ben uh, generally looks like he's got a, 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 an unpleasant taste in his mouth when he says custard donuts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's got a little Miss Sunshine mug as well, which he's holding up to us. Beautiful.
1: Not a little Miss Custard Donut. Uh, Daniel
0: Harding asks: Is it ever a good idea to tweet when either high on adrenaline or a couple of
1: beers deep? No. Um, didn't work well for Keanu Mash Brown or Fraser Fivey. Did it?
0: It did not. Um, Mike, we've answered your question. Mike Hudson, that is. Um, What was it? Surprised to see for in in midfield. Is Josh Staunton doing such a good job at centre-back that it would be too unsettling to switch him now? Oh, yeah, we did. Will Cooper make it to the end of the season? Who else could take over realistically to try and keep us up?
1: I thought the
3: person was called Will Cooper.
0: (laughs) That's from... uh, underscore, underscore, Ryan, underscore, underscore, 14.
3: Well, sounds like there's director of football coming in. So, yeah.
0: Terrific.
3: Terrific.
0: Please not. <laughs> <laughs> <Sandra>. <laughs> please, dear God, no. Um, looking
3: forward to jam roly-poly in the... Uh,
0: custard roly-poly. Custard roly-poly, <laughs> please.
3: Oh, I'll have the custard, <laughs> but I won't have it in a donut, that's for sure.
0: Uh, <laughs> who- that's about it. Tim H says, who are Matt's advisors with regard to player recruitment or is he acting alone? Don't know. Um, scouting pool.
2: We, we're scouting pool, are we? Pool town? Mm. Yep. Terrific.
0: Uh, that's Twitter.
3: Oof. Okay. There's, one, there's a couple. I tried to drop in as many from Facebook as I could. Hilton Mayston. any revised prediction of the points total to stay up? Will we get that total and how? <laughs> so nothing major. Uh,
0: let me just find my list. Talk amongst yeah.
3: yourselves. Right. Um, then, so Whatever I, the total is, how will we get there?
1: So I was having a look at this and I still think 46 is an absolute bare minimum. I don't think 45 will keep you up. I think 46 is needed. That is eight points. And I think that probably has to include Dorking and Gateshead victories. If you get eight points from other games, you're okay, but Gateshead and Dorking have got the run on you and they've already beaten you, if you know what I mean. So um, <laughs> my bar my bar keeps lowering when I keep working out. I originally thought 50. Um, I think 46 would be a low target to stay up. 47 might have to be needed, which is nine points away. Three wins. But if we get three wins and two of them are Dorking and Gateshead, I think we'll be fine.
0: I, I think they're gonna be the hardest ones.
1: Oh well, absolutely. Absolutely. But the importance of them in the games around us, um for me, yeah. I mean, we are looking at their nine national games on Tuesday night. And I'm I'm a big Boreham Wood fan. I'm a big South End fan, I'm a big Halifax fan, I'm a massive Dagenham I'm a Redbridge fan.
0: If we if if we lose at Gateshead and Dorking.
1: Oh, we're gone.
2: We've got Solihull... Wrexham, is it? Yeah.
0: Sorry, Wrexham. Okay. Older shot. Oldham and Boreham Wood. Yeah.
1: And Boreham Wood might... Boreham was last, isn't it? Yeah. So they might need it for the playoffs. Yeah. Oldham will probably be the last dead rubber of the season. I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to face Boreham Wood needing something.
3: Um. There is one more question from Stephen Hallett on Facebook, which says, do you think that this result, the defeat to Bromley, even at home, was always likely. And it's the games against Old Oldshot and Gateshead that will make or break the season. It's a shame it wasn't quite the performance needed to get people excited about returning to watch more games, although more people doesn't always make for a better atmosphere. See 16,000 at Notts County, for example.
1: It's a very valid point. My, my devil's advocate to that would be, had we played absolutely sensationally, hit the bar a couple of times keepers had an absolute worldie against us and they've gone at the other end and scrapped a one nil and we're going how have we lost that how have we lost that we're all sat there going but it'll be fine because we'll get another go at south end my concern is we look that darn abject that their goalie didn't have to move basically at any point to do anything of any note so um that's the concern. It's, just, it's the manner of it, isn't it? He is right. The Dorking Gate said, and maybe the older shot. Um, if older shot have a, have a bit of a poor stutter of, of a couple of results before we play them, maybe that that game. But it's, it's those two games, isn't it? It's Dorking Gate said.
0: Let's not put too much pressure on those two games.
1: <laughs> okay. But they're also saying that. Dorking and said are also saying, if we are to stay up, we probably have to beat Yeovil. Yeah.
0: Um, high pressure Gateshead could be I don't know if they play their two games in hand before but they could be
1: they play one they play Dagenham on Tuesday yeah
0: yeah but yeah
3: and they don't play because they've got their games off isn't it they're supposed to be playing Eastleigh on Saturday and according to BBC it's postponed are they in the FA Trophy Saturday they
1: are yeah Gateshead are yep
3: right they're in the FA Trophy on Saturday
1: I would really like them to win that game and get to the FA Trophy final so that's all they're thinking about.
0: But then they'll have another game in hand. They'll, they'll still be two games behind us, won't they?
1: No, they're only one game behind us. Yeah, but they'll be. Yeah, but come Saturday. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so they'll get that game back. Yes, it is. Yes, yeah, FA Trophy semi-final, Ulster and Halifax Gateshead, Barnet.
0: Yeah. Oh God. I, I mean, I thought I on my list. I've got us down to get a point. Yesterday, um, we did not. But so we are now. I had us having seven points at this stage and we've got six.
1: There was someone on Twitter who does that points per game thing. Have you seen that? It's almost like an automated thing. And for the first time in about seven or eight weeks, he's got us below the line.
2: (laughs) Is that it, Dave? Is that Dave?
3: No more. No more. That's it.
1: (laughs) I hope that this podcast has helped as a bit of a rally cry in the same way that Josh Staunton rally cried afterwards, wanting to know which member of his squad was with him, alongside him. I hope supporters understand that. And, you know, we know people listen. We're not stupid enough to think people don't listen or people don't get sent bits and pieces of, of what we write and what, what happens. This is this is the rally cry. This matters to us after a decade of neglect. We're quite excited about the future, I think. I, I am certainly quite excited about what, what the ugly sacky future looks like but it has to look like that future starts in this division before we get excited about any of that future it has to be in this division and i'm really really scared for the first time i looked at the, the situation on saturday and i was really really scared that i wasn't going to see any football next season and that's hard That was a hard thing to accept on saturday night it was a hard couple of hours of going jesus We're literally playing Chippenham next year. Yeah. So, this is to anyone listening you get in that thing on Monday morning, Tuesday morning, you tap Josh Thornton on the shoulder and say, I'm with you, Skip. Let's get this team out of trouble. And what happens in the summer happens in the summer. And we'll deal with that as and when. But right now, nothing else matters for 3,400 people and likely hundreds, if not thousands, of people more that are stuck around waiting to come back and support this club. Keep us in this division. And we've got a future. There's your challenge, lads. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dox slams it in. There's Lindergaard
0: making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's standing by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably
1: has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. Six minutes! Gives Yeovil the lead!
0: Stansfield, good turn away
2: from
1: Trott, goal!